right, well, it's been another week and uh, another fast week. Uh, this is WVLP 103.1 FM, Porter County Buzz. Uh, one of your co-hosts, Greg Sims. The other co-host, Andy Bozak. And uh, we're just, uh, yeah, reflecting back on, on this week of uh, weird weather and... Lots but real meetings. quick, we need to mention our sponsor, too. <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. They're pretty important. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, talk about the Independent Order of Oddfellows, Chequick Lodge number 56, downtown Valpo. And uh, I, I know that this Thursday, uh, they're going to be at the uh, uh, Cafe Mana, which is a soup one of our soup kitchens in town, off of uh, Lincoln Way, right uh, between uh, Clemens Auto and... Uh, King Yeros there, and uh, they'll be washing some dishes, helping out uh, the community. But hey, if uh, anyone out there needs a meal, wants a meal, there's a, a available spot. Also, the Unity Cafe, which is at the Living Hope Church, across from Fairgrounds Park, Old Fairgrounds Park, uh, just off of Evans, just north of Evans, on Calumet Avenue. And uh, last Friday night, it was pretty good. They had. Col or not Culver's? It was um, Chick Fil A. Oh, really? They catered it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I was I was disappointed though. I'm I'm you know I haven't eaten at Chick Fil A very much, and I I don't know. Some people go crazy for it, but I guess I was a little disappointed that on mine, unless mine was unique, it just had two pickles and it was a chicken sandwich. Is that uh, normal? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, so I got it. Actually, the um, one time that I had Chick Fil A was at the event, the Hot Wheels race that you were doing, and oh, me okay. and Adley attended. Yeah. Well, they had a, a Chick Fil A thing right behind there, a, a booth, mm-hmm. and I, I stopped over and got a sandwich. And I was very disappointed because it is not anything like when you get it in the restaurant. Um, oh. You know, I like to have cheese on mine. I like mayo. I like all that stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just fresher. You know, it's a lot of times. Yeah. You know, they're keeping them warm in a warming. Uh, basket, so it's yeah. Oh, you get what you, you get. It you know, it's yeah, not as crispy. But well, hey, let him. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, go, go ahead. No, I was going to ask a little more. I, I I know we've covered the Unity Cafe. We've talked a lot mm-hmm. about that, and we can always yeah. talk more. There's a lot of great things they do. Um, mm-hmm. Can you explain a little more about what Cafe Mana is? Like, I know you said where it's at, but what oh. is, you said it's a soup kitchen. Is this th- they're only on Thursdays, or is this an actual building that's dedicated to just them, or what's kind of the deal? Okay, it is it is part of the uh, uh, Avila um, Catholic Church. It's it's their like uh, okay. banquet facility part of it. And what they do in in their their banquet facility is on every Thursday night from four thirty to about six thirty, they uh, they offer free meals and it's open to anybody. And you know, of course, if anyone wants to donate something, that's fine. But by by no means is it any obligation, and you know we, they don't want people to feel that uh, if they don't put some kind of support out there that they can't come in. But no, mm-hmm. my God, it's it's awesome food, and the uh, a, a group from the university, usually a sorority and fraternity, they help out. They do some community service there, so you see some of the college kids getting involved, and then uh, anybody in the community that wants a meal, uh, come on down and. Uh, you know, it's a nice entree. There's usually a salad, uh, some other sides, and then some kind of a bread. And desserts are really good. Matter of fact, I'm I'm terrible. I grab the desserts first, 
and then I grab a meal because desserts are always, <laughs> I don't know, kind of like the European thing, you know, I'm going to eat dessert. And I do that, actually, I do the exact same thing at the Unity Cafe. Their desserts are really, really good, too. Yeah, they always do have a good spread there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I, uh, I I do that. But, uh, no, it's it's been, they've been doing it for, for years, and, uh, you know, when COVID was around, it, it calm down but now it's it's full force back and it's been back for quite a while now uh but it's just a way of the the church giving back to the community and like i said anybody that that wants a a meal and you know bring some friends whatever there's plenty of room and there's always plenty of food so uh it's one of the neat things that another organization in our town does for the kindness for the you know goodness of their heart uh, for the community, and I like how they chose Thursday because I I, I assume you know this, but Lent's getting ready to start uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, for for the Catholic religion, and um, well, through multiple religions, but right, um, the Catholics actually will not eat meat um, tomorrow on Wednesday and then on Friday. So it's nice that they have it on a Thursday where you can actually get down with some <laughs> good food. Because I know personally, we, we I'm a practicing Catholic, and um, Friday's always frustrating for me because I'm not a fish guy. I don't. I, I, Probably just like you. I know you're actually uh, stay away from fish for other reasons. For, <laughs> right. But, yeah, like me, I stay away from fish just because I don't like it. So, <laughs> Well, peanut butter and jelly is always a good friend to have, you know? Yep, yep. Uh, I'll do that. And we'll do some shellfish. You know, I, I don't mind uh, lobster or crab. Every you know, Not a whole meal of it, but that's too yeah. much butter for me. But <laughs> we'll do well, cheese pizza a lot. You don't have to put butter on a lobster, you know. <laughs> well, is that really lobster then? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You're just you're just tasting butter. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's why oh, I like my it. God. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's uh, yeah. It's interesting that you said that. Yeah, now we're you know you know it's getting warmer out when we start talking about Easter soon, and you know the forty days of uh, the Lenten season for the Christians and all that fun stuff and. You say it's yeah. getting warmer. Now I'm looking at the the calendar, uh, the weather forecast uh, earlier this week. I don't I don't know if it's changed, but uh, last Friday was was the coldest day of the week, and it's looking like this weekend's going to be cold too. And you know what I got going on this weekend? I decided to, uh, and this is my buddy's been asking me for years to go to the. Oh, I can't think of the name. Is it the the drinking thing out in Michigan City? What is it called? So the shellfish, not shellfish. <laughs> oh, but anyways, it's outside. It's, not, not it's a beer festival. No, it's not, no, no. Oh, it's a beer festival out in Michigan City this weekend, and um, yeah, it's outside. <laughs> My buddy's been beg- begging me for years. I'm always like, no, nah, I'm not a cold guy. That doesn't sound fun. Um, but, See now, I thought yeah. you were having a good example for your kids and not drinking at all. So I don't know. I, I guess oh, yeah, I, that's, uh, no, no. I, I you misheard earlier yeah. oh, because yeah. uh, obviously you didn't hear I was Catholic and oh, we like right, to drink. That is yes, but no. Yeah, but I will be giving something up. And yeah, that's that's interesting oh, about that. Well, there you go. Yeah, what are you giving up? Well, we haven't. I haven't decided yet. But one year I gave up uh, alcohol. One year. Um, giving up my uh, Facebook, which was a big thing. It, I know it doesn't sound like a big thing, especially bigger than your like, alcohol. <laughs> um, it was a different kind of. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a different kind of forty days. Uh, it was. It was. It was actually hard to stay off of Facebook because I got so many family friends that you know I stay in touch with there. So. It was an experience. Um, my kids usually give up candy. When we were little, my, my parents used to uh, suggest that we either gave up candy or TV. And I remember one year I did TV, 
And man, that was that was really giving back to God in that one that year for me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. See, I never remember uh, giving up anything. Uh, it wasn't a big thing, and uh, you know, I went to a uh, believe it or not, I went to a Greek grammar school, so it was uh, more of an Orthodox, which is actually. Christian, so it's just a. Sometimes the Easter is on a different Sunday than the. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, we used to call it, or we still call it, American Easter, and then Greek Easter. But you know, other other people call them different things. But yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't ever remember. I, I guess maybe because everyone around me was, if they were giving up something, they uh, they couldn't do it. Like you said, the candy, and then two days later they're eating candy. <laughs> it, it's kind of like a New Year's resolution, you know. Uh, so for the kids, what we we've always practiced um, in my family um, is that on Sunday they can get. So if they give up candy on Sundays, they're allowed to have candy. Now as they get older, that's you know not something that we suggest they practice, but uh, it's going to be on them when they get oh, older. Oh. So oh, and well, by the way, that weekend event, just so I don't sound totally. Um, because I did Shelf Ice Brew Fest 2023. That's what oh. it's called. Shelf Ice. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. But uh, I imagine since it's uh, we're getting into some season of politicking, will there be a lot of pol- Is it a big politician thing there? Where? Oh, I don't know. Uh, That's a good question. Oh, okay. I've oh. never. So again, I I'm afraid you, of the cold. <laughs> yeah. Not afraid, yeah. but I you know I'd rather not be outside drinking beer and, and for four or five hours. Um, okay. So we'll see how this is. This might be my one and only time, or maybe it'll be wonderful. I I, I don't know. Yeah, because I know uh, with, um, what is it coming up soon? St. Patrick's Day in March. That's a big, uh, especially in Chicago. Oh, and yeah. now with the mayor's race, every politician in the city is going to be out there waving and doing all that stuff. But, yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, but anyways, yeah, there's a little politics in the show, and... Uh, I guess we can't go without, and we got the municipality uh, races coming up soon, so yes. you know maybe we want to offer some people an opportunity. You know, as long as we offer a Republican side, Democrat side, if they want to come on and talk about their whatevers, uh, we can do that. But I like that idea. Uh, I would only suggest that maybe we wait till after the primary because there's going to be a lot more people to interview if you don't you know what i mean so if you wait till the primary oh. and then actually it's settled on who's on what side but i'm not against either way so, uh, either way i yeah. think people well, would be we'll interested to hear it yeah. that's one of the biggest uh, complaints i always hear when, when i'm out talking to people it's like well where do I get information on you and okay you can go to my website but where do i get information on this person or that person and it's like well, there's right. not really a great spot to go and just read everyone's stands, you know. Well, and sometimes it's nice to actually hear what people have to say versus True. reading, you know, because a lot of that is the same question. Well, somebody might say, you know, I that's not really one of my issues. You know, it's it's the newspaper's issue or it's the somebody else's issue, but, um, you know, not theirs. So, I, yeah, I don't know. We'll, uh, well hopefully, you know, if people want to... Uh, email us if there's a certain candidate that they want to hear from you know that would be awesome uh yes, it's uh yeah. it's uh pc buzz 103 at yahoo.com and uh let us know uh it doesn't matter chesterton valpo portage uh whoever um we'll, we'll be happy to uh to to have you come on and and talk about your issues or your your passion why are you running uh, why what would the community uh, how would the community be better with you being an elected official and oh 
I wanted to make sure I say that. I was somewhere this past week, and somebody had asked, what's the difference between, like, somebody was running for, um, oh, I can't remember what the position was. It really doesn't matter. But they said, what's the difference between an elected official and a politician? <laughs> and I, wow, how interesting. Yeah. You know, because, like, elected officials are, you know, your corners, your your clerks, your uh, sheriff, and all those kind of things. Whereas your your politician is your council, your you know mayors, your city council, and those kind of things where they actually uh, are are beholden to people, and and there's open meetings in regards to uh, uh, funds and what should we do about this and how about that. Whereas the elected officials, basically, it's they get elected to do a job. You know, I'm elected to be the clerk, or I'm elected to be the the coroner. You know, and the or the uh, uh, what are the uh, recorders and those kind of things? So it's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, I think I think the word politician's ugly. Um, I think it's got a negative connotation. I would never call myself a politician, and the reason is is because it's it's the actual. And I just googled it to find this out. Oh, did you? The, <laughs> the definition is a person who professionally involved is a professionally involved in politics, especially as a holder or a candidate for an elected office. And to me. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've always stayed away from using that word because it sounds like I'm, I'm trying to get a job to, you know, lead the people or whatever, where it's actually, and I, and I can say the same thing about you, it's, it's more about helping the community. So we are more, you know, yeah. like community helpers. And yes, we're elected to the position, but I don't know, it just seems like over the last at least 10 years that I've been paying attention politicians always sound dirty. <laughs> not <laughs> like, well, a- not dirty, that word sounds dirty, you know, that's yeah. what I mean. Well, it's like, I guess, maybe like the old form, you know, in the old days, uh, somebody who was a used car salesman didn't have a very positive, yeah. you know, whereas now it's, well, I, do they still call themselves used car salesmen? I don't know. Or, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> pre owned vehicle uh, distributors or something. Assistants? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, it's always interesting. Because, uh, again, too, when you, when you go places and you meet people and they're going, you're a, I guess, yeah, you're a politician. Well, I, you know, yeah, I guess you're right. I sometimes I would uh, redirect that to a, yeah. another kind of verbiage as well. Well, because you and I both know, and we've talked off the record, we're not mentioning names, but we both know people that have run for positions that it's like, well, you're not running because you think you'll do good at it. You're not running because you really want to help the people. You're doing it because you want power or the position. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's not the right reason, you know? Yeah. Well, that's that's the other point of it is why are you running? You know, do you want to make a difference? Do you? And I was with somebody yesterday who's running for uh, city council in Valpo, and uh-huh. and that's the first thing I asked was, you know, why are you running? What is the, what is your motivation? And they gave a they gave a good answer, you know. But it was just, I think at first they were like taken aback, like, wow, I I didn't know that I should know that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> be, be prepared because you get asked yeah. that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and if you don't answer it right away, then people might be uh, curious as to, like you said, why are you running? Yeah, is it for those other more of a selfish reason, or if it is it for a selfless reason, and and help the community? So, yes, yeah, I don't know. Right. It's we'll see. Hopefully, some things start changing where we get more and more candidates that are are more in the role of helping the people, whether it be you know the mayor or the council or you know who knows governor doesn't matter doesn't matter what the office is right you're right you know but uh yeah so it's it's cool um now the other thing too that was kind of neat now this has nothing to do with politics has to do with food (laughs) uh 
You know I like that a, subject. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to uh, Ed DeBeffick's in downtown Chicago? So years ago, before they... Well, didn't they close down for a while? Yeah, but they opened up again. The back, I just, heard they were back open. Okay. Yeah. So I went to the old building. That Wasn't it like right around Wrigley or across the street or something? No, no. It was literally downtown right off of the expressway off of... Uh, by Ohio Street. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's yes. Yes. Yeah. And we're that that old like a uh, what is it the two story McDonald's down there. Mm-hmm. That kind of a thing. Yeah. Me and but, Roseanne uh, went there years and years ago. Yeah. And I was really exciting. put back. <laughs> I was like, how do I treat these people? What do I say? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what's always funny. And for people that have never been there or heard of it, it's a it's a fun place where the waiters and waitresses actually. I'm not say make fun of you. I guess they could, but they their dialogue to you is is more on the aggressive side. Yeah, they're, they're and, kind of and, rude, smart ass. Yeah, yeah, and it's all by design. And sometimes you know if you don't know it, or if people around you don't know it, they get they're like, oh my god, why is this waiter or waitress being so rude to me? What kind of place is this? And and then they quickly realize that that's the uh, mantra of the uh, and the allure of it, and it's it's pretty funny. Um, I'm I'm looking forward. I'm definitely going to go. Uh, I always enjoyed it, and partly because the food was always decent, and the prices were really good. Oh so really? Ho- oh yeah. I, I I'm I'm that. hoping that that's still the same. You know, I, I, I hate to see a hamburger. You know, twenty bucks, but but we'll oh, find out. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with four kids. Believe me, I do. Well, that, yeah, that's the thing is you want to make it affordable, enjoyable, and affordable, yeah. affordable at the same time. Well, I just wish the kids would stop growing because when I had four kids eating kids meals at four ninety nine, you know, or five ninety nine, whatever it is, it's like, oh, okay, this I can live this life. Now I got two of them that eat more than me, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's it's funny you said that because many many years ago there used to be uh, Fuddruckers down in Maryville. Uh, oh, right oh by, really? I didn't know it was in Maryville. Yeah, by by the old Kmart, which and it's now the uh, FedEx Kinkos. That that building was the Fuddruckers, and they had an awesome deal on Wednesdays kids ate free so every Wednesday you know we'd, we'd go out with the kids and it was a nice I don't know I, I've always enjoyed Fuddruckers uh, you know the amount of I don't know if you've ever been to one yeah that's where you build your burger right yeah yeah you just I order that being a regular fun. oh my god the amount of stuff I mean yeah it's crazy the amount of stuff you can put on there <laughs> and the uh, the people were always friendly and nice, and there's not too many around anymore. But every once in a while, you can find one. Yeah, I saw one yeah. in Illinois a few years back, and I was surprised. But here's my problem: is I'm I'm not super adventurous with my food, so I would go there, and I remember as a kid being like, "Oh yeah, let's go to Fuddruckers," and we'd get there, and then I'd sit down, and I'd have like a tomato and some ketchup and cheese on the burger. <laughs> oh my God. But it was really cool, you know. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, no, I'm I'm big on the adventurous side. It's going, hey, load this sucker up. Let's That's go. That's awesome. Good for you. But <laughs> yeah, uh, but the uh, another thing happened this week, which was uh, really cool. You know, we've got the opioid money is is coming into the the municipalities, and I, it's not uh, opioid money. Explain what well, that means, because we didn't generate profits op- from selling opiates. <laughs> <laughs> opioid. Well, we kind of did, I guess. Uh, opioid settlement money. There you go. There you so, go. So we the, there was a federal lawsuit, correct? Or not a, it was yeah. a class action lawsuit. Cut, State right. signed on to it. Yeah. Um, they beat Pfizer or whoever the company is. It's not Pfizer. Whoever it was, makes it was mul- multiple companies, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so these companies settled and then 
gave multi-million dollars or billions of dollars to be divided up by the states. Is that correct? Did you hang up? Well, apparently Greg didn't know the answer because he is disconnected. He's back now. Oh, here. Wow, that was weird. I don't know what happened. I think a lightning bolt struck my house. Yeah, that was weird. No. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. You were you were saying No, I was saying sorry. so so the, the 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 states this class action lawsuit won a multi-billion or multi-million uh, dollar mm-hmm. settlement, not a settlement, but a, I think they settled and um, now this money's being divided upon uh, throughout the states that were in that act class action. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. And and we had uh, you know, as a county, we got like 600 well here I'll just kind of give you an idea so that people are aware cuz this is all these are these aren't you know secretive numbers uh, Oh yeah yeah Porter Porter County is getting 600,000 uh, and, and a little bit more a little change with that Beverly Shores 11,000 Burns Harbor 30,000 Chesterton 164,000 Dune Acres 3500 Hebron 55,000 Couts 29,000 Ogden Dunes a whopping $575. Portage is getting 373000 Porter, 124000 Town of Pines, 13000 And Valparaiso is getting 343000 And And these numbers are a little bit off from where I am, but I'm pretty much, you know, I'm pretty right on there, you know, because there's some, you know, added little figures here and there, you know, um, a couple hundred dollars here and there and some, some cents. But... So if uh, I understand, the, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, no, Are you going to explain right. how it plays yeah. out? So this yeah, is year yeah. one, right? We get six hundred. Yep. yep, yep, yep. And then and, and it, it goes I'm for sorry. multiple years, and uh, so yeah, this is the bulk of it, and then it'll get a little bit less as the years go on. But so every still, year for twenty years or something, I don't remember how long. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we get I, we get some kind. Every person that you just read will get something more. Probably not the six hundred thousand that we're originally getting, but. Correct. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I just wanted the public to understand a little oh, bit yeah. more what this is. Right, and and seventy percent of it has to go towards some form of opioid uh, programming uh, for you know helping out with the addiction, with recovery, with uh, prevention, all that stuff. Or we we you know we were talking about postvention or prevention or both you know and and or mm-hmm. both kind of a thing. So. But what yeah. happens at that other thirty? I didn't know. Well, I thought I assumed a hundred percent had to be spent on that. I didn't realize. Well, it was that, that. that's what's weird is you know why do you have a a lawsuit in a settlement and then tell these the you know divvy out this money to all over the United States and then tell the people that only seventy percent of it has to go towards this this issue and it it, it seems ridiculous that. It should be a hundred percent going towards that issue. So you could take thirty percent and use it for operational needs if uh, whatever town unit or city unit decided to do so. Correct. Absolutely. Okay. okay. And uh, but I would hope that and, and you know it seems like the right thing to do for all of these municipalities and would be to use all of that money, especially for, with as many problems as we have. I mean, my goodness. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So what what I did was, um, you know, I called all these municipalities plus. Our prosecutor, plus our sheriff, plus the uh, JDC, um, uh, adult probation, uh, pact. Who else am I missing here? I might be missing a couple people here. Oh, our health department, and and we had a big, we had a meeting, and and the meeting was was specifically just, hey, uh, in case you guys didn't know, this is how much money other people are getting in our community. Uh, what can what, what would be the best way? 
uh, to spend it. And it was just a conversation. By no means was this a situation where you had uh, any kind of power to divvy up the money and allocate the money. It was just a conversation about uh, what would be, a you know, is there some programming that we as a whole county can jump on board and, you know, like let's say Hebron says, hey, we'll donate $10,000 towards this programming and then Portage goes 20 or 30 and Valpo and then the county. And then, you know, maybe then their local areas, they want to do some other stuff as well that maybe is not so specific countywide and, and go from there. And it was interesting, you know, the... The comments. A lot of the municipalities had no idea what they were going to do with the money yet. They were still, you yeah. know, they going to go back and have their town meetings and and do that process. But though a couple of things that that kind of came up that we thought would be uh, good ideas. And again, this is just idle little talk. Absolutely nothing, uh, even remotely concrete. That's still way off. Okay, good. You know, and uh, you know about having some kind of a, a county coordinator that. Because what we were hearing is sometimes people in, let's say, Hebron, I keep, I don't know why I keep saying Hebron, but Hebron, there's uh, some people there have some issues. Well, they don't know where to go or they don't know what programming is available to them, whether it be a uh, postvention or a prevention. And this county coordinator, again, just a, it, it's, it's a fictitious person right now. This, this coordinator would be uh, tasked with being aware of all the programming going out in our community and saying, oh, we've got this thing over here, or, hey, Porter Stark has this program, and this would be a perfect fit for that. Let's get you over there. Or there's something in Portage, or maybe it's part of a uh, respite situation. Oh, mm-hmm. I had respite there, too. And and how can we get you know some people some help? Or someone is getting released from jail, and they're not quite sure exactly what to do or what kind of uh, blanket they're going to need then this coordinator would help deal with that that blanket so that this person doesn't go into some kind of a relapse or do something against the law and find themselves back in jail cuz once once they're out we would like to see them stay out yes, you know and, yes. and and be productive so it was interesting but then the other thing too that came up that I had absolutely no clue this was it was eye opening for pretty much all of us in that room uh, transportation seems to be a bit of a, a, an issue like uh, let's say someone has an appointment, a mental health appointment, and they live in they live in Chesterton, and the appointment's in Valpo. Let's say you know, let's say Porter Stark. Well, if they don't have a way to get there, they don't go to their appointment. But yet, the appointment is very important for them to get their help they need to to be and stay on the right track. So we were talking about, wow, well, do we need to try to get some way to get some kind of a I'll say a bus service for lack of a better word because I know Valpo has that V-line, but that's different. That's more of a public transportation. You know, get on, get off with a route. Yeah. This would this would be more like a a pick up and drop off kind of almost like a taxi service ish. Uh, but I, I guess some of the municipalities have funds uh, for Uber, which surprised me. You know, but they said their funds are so limited, like two or three thousand dollars for the whole year. And that money wears out pretty quick, and then then you know then my question was well then what do you do? They go well sometimes people walk or sometimes people try to find a ride or or if it's warm out and they're in the same town they can take a bicycle. But they said it's tough because there's no set programming for these people. Uh, are they um, are they having to go there? I mean, this isn't something that is this like a, an appointment with psychiatry or something? Can they just do it virtually? 
Um, is there a reason that they needed to get there? I'm, I'm just asking. Yeah, well, the problem is what happens if people don't have computers or they don't have internet oh, that's, service? Yeah, that's a good point. You a know, lot of times if you're in trouble, you probably don't. Right. Okay. It's And that's what I mean. This whole, it was just interesting hearing all these areas, municipalities and, and the sheriffs and all these putting in their you know their words of of wisdom and their experiences and sharing it with the the collective body i i tell you i was in, in a meeting was a couple it was about two and a half hours it was uh it was a pretty yeah, i know roseanne was gone for a long yeah. time <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and then we were talking about you know it's just like a prevent how, how much not how much because again this was by no means any kind of uh we're going to spend this much money on this and that much money on that but you know, one of the questions came up is, you know, what do we do for kids and what might be good approaches for kids? Uh, is is the schools something, but then you got to get involved with the superintendents and the school boards and they got to jump on board. And then perhaps those counselors in the schools or teachers somehow, you know, and then, you know, do you get the churches somehow involved? And, you know, what other organizations deal with young kids that might be able to help find some kids that need help or they, you know, they're involved and, and a kid reaches out to them for help and they know to move it on to that next level, you know, that yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. So it was it, it was a pretty heady discussion. And I, I think some of us left with more questions than, than answers <laughs> when we left. But that was a good thing because it just shows you the scope and the magnitude of the concerns that we have in our community and the amount of people that need help males females you know young and old it's everybody it's a it's a big and our thing. system's taxed i mean you talk about porter stark i know for a fact mm-hmm. they're they're scheduling out for appointments you know a week or two weeks or maybe even longer because they are so overwhelmed with the amount of calls and everything they're getting so a coordinator would help not only you know help prioritize things and, and but also say hey you know, um, you need help now. Porter Stark is backed up. Let's get you to this organization in this town or city or this other community. You know, so I think it's a it's a really right. good idea. Good good conversation, um, and that's that's a good place to start. You know, and and that's I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what this was. This was just a start, and you know we we may be a year away from any kind of you know. Uh, no, yeah, when do we have to spend? Is this like the ARPA money? Do we have a certain timeline we have to spend it by? Or yeah, it, it, nobody said anything, and I think okay. sometimes that's a little bit of the unknown too. Is is uh, you know is there a sunset on this that you have to start allocating? But uh, it, I was I was it. We were all of us in the room were under the impression that no, it, I mean, there's no reason to sit on this money right, right now, yes, but. Right. But it's uh, the only thing that kept coming up was seventy percent has to be spent. But I don't know who oversees that. You know who make who makes sure that that the seventy percent is going towards this versus a sixty five point seven percent. You know or right. whatever. Right. Or and, that, that it's a covered thing. You know, like to us, this is prevention. This makes a lot of sense to put the money here. But then some government guy in Washington says, "Well, that's not cool." <laughs> right? <laughs> is there check and balance? I don't know. Ex- exactly, and that yeah, that that that's what's curious as well. See, these are all you know when we felt with the ARPA when when we dealt with the ARPA that was yeah, so I mean, unique because we had never experienced that. Here's another thing where we're going. No one has any because it's never happened before. 
Yeah, we got really lucky. We had Vicki Urbanic at the time that uh, mm-hmm. took the time to go to classes and, and learn all that stuff and then teach us uh, on how that ARPA money was going to be spent. So that was exactly. a, you know, we got really lucky there because I'm sure, I know for a fact other communities in our county didn't have that same guidance. And, and they yeah. did because they ended up having to go to Vicki to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it'll be curious. Oh, and and one of the things too is advertisement. You know how do you how do you advertise that we have these services available? You know you can yeah. put stuff online, but people need to know to access it. Or is there a you know I kind of throw it out. I'm like, do you do some radio spots? But then you're like, how effective are those? Or a Greg, nobody listens somewhere. to the radio, bro. No podcast they listen to though. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I just I said that because we are on the radio. I thought it'd be funny. Yeah. It was less funny than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, but, real quick, though, we are at the 32-minute mark. If you want to do a station identifier, and I'm not done with the subject. I'm not rushing you off. I just want to make sure. <laughs> right. Hey, this is WVLP 103.1 FM, Porter County Buzz. One of your hosts, uh, Greg Sims. The other host, Andy Bozek. And we are all about the community and all about, uh, you know, we have a political slant to it most of the time, but uh, it doesn't have to be. If there's any questions or comments that you'd like to, to reach out to us, reach us at PCBuzz, B-U-Z-Z 103 at Yahoo.com. And we'll be happy to address your uh, questions, concerns, issues, all that stuff. Yeah, and like Greg said, yeah. if it's in Porter County, we're interested, so yeah. go ahead and ask. It doesn't oh. have to be political. You know, I yes. think you, you said that, but I just want to reiterate yeah. that. No, absolutely. And and especially, too, with, you know, and maybe some of the, the listeners have some ideas about opioid stuff. Uh, you know, it's because, you know, we, we we're, this approach is a lot different than the ARPA funds. You know, we're not going to yeah. have these those kind of meetings. I mean, people are welcome to come to our council meetings or go to a their municipality you know that would it be chesterton or valpo whatever and uh and 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 talk to their elected officials reach out and see what they're doing uh but uh it's yeah keep them yeah. accountable ask questions absolutely you know and i i would hope that every municipality is out to help the people and not not be uh very selfish and say well we don't care what you say this is what we're spending it on because this is a problem, and from our meeting the other night, this is a no one has any answers really. There's no go-to 100%. This will work thing. It's it's a work in progress, and I yeah, even it's not out. just arresting people. It's not just giving them psychiatric help. It's it's all these things combined. It's it's prevention. It, I mean, it, like you said, there is no solution, and it's something that has has touched my life in many different ways. You know, I've graduated yeah. with many kids that aren't here today because of the the heroin problem in our community. And it's sad. And, and I also see other friends that, you know, have gone through it and gotten clean and then gone through it and then gotten clean. And now one of them is on his third time trying to get clean. And, you know, that's why I lost a buddy a few years ago, because he was just hired to keep trying to get clean and then have failing again. You're not failing, wow. but falling back into the trap, you know. And I get it. It's a disease. And, and that's yeah. it is. It, I mean, it grabs a hold of you. And. Yeah, I, well, I'm yeah. glad that we're doing. I mean, I know we've always done something. I, we've been talking about opioid problems since I've been on the council my first time. But mm-hmm. it's there's nobody that's got says, "Hey, this is what you got to do to fix it. This is how you fix the health, uh, mental health epidemic in the community." It's right. it's going to take a lot of people putting in a lot of work and and different ways of attacking it. And and that's exactly right. And then you know, hopefully they realize that if this doesn't work, let's try something. You know, let's adjust. And instead of trying to waste all the money doing something that's not working, 
you know, let's Ooh, figure something yeah. out. And 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 I, you know, I reached out to uh, I, I got a guy that uh, an, an acquaintance I'll call him because I, you know, we're friendly. But I I wouldn't know if to call him a friend. But he's a, a Cook County commissioner. Oh, and okay. I yeah, I reached out to him last week and asked him a couple couple questions. Well, first of all, one of the commissioners are running for the mayor of Chicago, and I said, hey, mm-hmm. when are you going to run? You know, he goes, absolutely not. I'll never. And it's, what's funny is his district, talking about weird gerrymandering, his district is more in the suburbs, the, the northwestern suburbs of Chicago, uh-huh. but he, he has one sliver of Chicago, and it's actually a part of a runway at O'Hare. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. I said, how the heck does that happen? He goes, I don't know. I guess they felt the need that he had to come in briefly into Chicago. So they gave him a an area that has no population, but it's part of the runway at O'Hare. I'm like, okay. Well, he runs that runway. Weird. That's where he flies in every time. <laughs> I guess. It's like, holy cow. But uh, but they don't have any ideas either. But they're getting you know they're getting a f- more than a few million dollars. So yeah. you know because Cook County is he's huge. Well, heck, this one guy's district is three hundred thousand people. Woo. Wow. So See, you know what? Yeah, and what's scaring me so much about this problem and, and having kids now going through high school? You know, Aiden's in freshman year. Uh, Ava will be a freshman next year. Um, these kids are being told or, or so when we were younger if, if people were to buy pills from somebody you know they, their parents probably had them and, and a kid had stolen them from their parents and then they're reselling them but you know that if you buy a Viking and a Xanax or, or one of these drugs that it, it came from a medical facility you know you know that it's it's not tainted what's happening now is these Mexican cartels and I brought it up before is they're putting fentanyl into these drugs they're melting them down not melting them yeah. but you know however scientifically they break them down and yeah. then they're adding this fentanyl in so that when this kid takes this, this unsuspecting kid that just thinks he's going to get a quick little quote-unquote safe high, and I'm not saying it's a safe high, but to him, you know, he's thinking these are prescribed drugs, and they're either dying or they're becoming super addictive, and that's the point. You know, they want you to get addicted, and they're slipping these drugs into new dr- or old drugs, and nobody knows it's happening. And it's like, oh, my goodness, how terrifying to be, you know, not that any kid should be taking any medically prescribed drug that's not for them. I'm not saying that. But if it happens, you know. <laughs> right. Well, that's it. It's funny you said that because I met with uh, with Matt, the uh, the CEO of uh, Porter Stark yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, okay. And, yeah, and and we talked about that. Well, they're they're uh, building part of the money that they got from us for the ARPA funds. They're building a a crisis. Uh, oh, I'm going to call it a crisis center. And I know, I, geez, if Matt is listening, he's going to cringe, saying it's the wrong thing. But <laughs> it, it, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, we're uh, used to that on this show. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but it's it's a facility where if somebody needs help, uh, they're they're not violent, but they need some some mental health help where where they've got to go to a facility you know instead of taking them to the jail which is right now seems to be the only place you know available they're they're building this facility and it should be up by the fall to where people can be brought there so like a police officer can go to a spot and realize that this is not a, a person of any danger to anybody so putting him in the jail is ridiculous let's bring him here to this facility at porter stark where you know the they're being cared for and monitored and all that stuff uh, and and I asked him that question I go okay I said I had heard that there's fentanyl in, in hospitals and he goes yes it's part of a situation where uh, some people I was blown away by the from, way I told you about that yeah. my dad getting it <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Prescribed. And, and I, well, yeah, and I sit back and I go, well, wait a second. If fentanyl is allowed in the hospitals for use in medical, how, how is it? How are people dying of this? And he goes, oh, well, that's easy. In hospitals, it's it's extremely regulated, and and there's somebody that's an expert in the dosage. Like this little bit is all you need, and and then they've got ways. If it becomes too much for whatever reason, they're right there to counteract it. So, oh, yeah. you know, they're they're very very on top of somebody getting it in 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 their body to where they're making sure that nothing is bad is happening to that. You know, they're not going to die mm-hmm. from an overdose, mm-hmm. whatever. But he said, now what these these drug dealers and stuff are doing is. They're lacing it because it's it's a filler, it's a cheap filler to to for these drugs. So now they can like offer more of the drug uh, and instead of having all the pure uh, tendencies of it. They can they can put some of this in and expand it out, so to speak. So their profits are going bigger. But the problem is is that some pills, let's say they put this stuff in a pill form, some pills may have a higher dose of fentanyl than others, and because you don't know, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, and it's not a medical professional it. creating this stuff. Correct. Yeah. So these people that are overdosing, they're they're the unlucky ones taking this stuff that has a high dose of fentanyl, which is lethal. And and of course, but they you know, might the, not even know they're taking fentanyl. And that's exactly the part. Yes, and that's, part. and that's why you know, as sad as it is, they shouldn't be doing it at all because right. it's a it's so unregulated. You're taking your your serious, you're taking your life in your hands every time somebody takes some kind of a. Uh, an an illegal drug and Uh, I don't know that kids these days fully understand that and that's I think the the education is uh, yeah as they're constantly saying drugs are bad drugs are bad but I don't think the education is there to tell the kids guys this isn't just a Xanax or a Vicodin or a Loratab or a, a pain pill these pills now could be that but they could also be that plus more that you don't know and you don't want. And I'm not saying that one's better than the other because they're both bad and they're both very addictive. But it's just like you think you're doing something that's less bad and then all of a sudden you either end up dead or worse. And I, that's what I've had long yeah. talks with my kids because it's terrifying. It is terrifying. You know, not that I ever think that my kids would ever touch that stuff, but their kids are teenagers. I don't know. I don't know what's going yeah, on. I pray the, to God it all. doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you know, because some kids are influenced by peer pressure and some right. of them. And, and God forbid someone just puts it in there, you know, they're at a, a, a place somewhere and someone just oh, throws it in their drink. Yeah, you know, so scary, I mean, in yeah. all reality, it's 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 unfortunate the the life we live in now and the, and, the, and the areas we have to deal with. But And that's, see, now that's part of the thing, too, that we can address. Okay, how can we, is there a program out there to address this issue to these young people to where they don't even want to start because of the dangers. Okay, so where do we reach that? I, I don't know if the schools is appropriate. I don't know if, uh, you know, we can't hang out at the, wherever the, at the parks and hand out pamphlets. They ain't going to read it. You know, do you, do you do some kind of a Facebook ad that maybe, maybe they would actually look at or do a TikTok, you know, spend some yeah, money Yeah, you got to do TikTok, you're right. <laughs> I know. As right. weird as it sounds, but, it, you know, would that, if we can reach one person to stop them from doing it and possibly killing themselves, then then is that worth it? You know, or do we have saving some, a life? Is is the drug problem so bad here versus other communities? And if it is, is it because 
of the lack of stuff we have to do in the evening with for kids. I mean, you got a, a couple movie theaters in our county, but really, I mean, there's not. You know, like when we were young, we had our way, the skating rink. We had uh, different dance. There was a dance club for 18 year old kids that was in Valpo for a while. Then there was an indoor laser tag place out there that was really cool. Um, you know, and Inman's was really popular when I was young, but it gave us something mm-hmm. to do. And you know, the kids nowadays, um, you know, they they have games to go to, obviously, which is always fun. But it, unless they're going to a movie, there's not a lot around here for them to do. So they end up going to a friend's house, and you know, maybe they get bored. Maybe their older brother offered them some drugs. I, you know, I'm just yeah. throwing out things. So is there is it education and creating something? And not that we're going to get in private business. I'm not saying that, but no. you know. So, um, what, what can we do to help facilitate more things for the kids to do? Uh, maybe sometimes it's just regulations suck. You know, Valpo's yeah. rules or Chesterton's rules say you can't have kids out past night or whatever it is. I don't know what the rules say, but yeah. you know, that's, those are kind of conver- I'm glad we're having these conversations, and I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't be there. You know, I know my yeah. wife was there. Um, I yeah. was with my dad in the hospital. I wanted to be there for that one. Uh, when I heard yeah. it was two and a half hours long, I was glad I wasn't. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> well, but I'll tell you. To me, it was a fast two and a half hours. It yeah, was, you know, because awesome. every we went, we ran around the room, and everybody. I made sure everybody had an opportunity to say something, you know. And uh, I, I made it more of like a roundish table to where there was no. Well, you know, I was facilitating it, but you know, I kind of made it known that you know I'm just facilitating. Really, I'm not the leader, although I did call all you together. But I, I didn't want anyone to feel less important than anyone else in that room even though you know theoretically the county you know we're getting more money than all of them almost combined yeah but still it, it's you know okay someone's getting five hundred dollars you still have a seat at the table you know you you're still you're still part of the county that we have a problem and yeah what we need can your input you're right exactly yeah. you know and so so that was good uh the other hey, thing Greg, too, yeah i just got a, i got a i got a real urgent uh message here Something from this lady named Pamela. She says tomorrow is your birthday, bro. I didn't know that. Happy early birthday. So, anyways, I didn't mean to cut you off, but she just messaged me, and I just wanted to say happy early birthday, man. It must be nice turning forty-eight again. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Threw you off on that one. <laughs> no, you know what? The one thing I do say, you know, I was born on George, it's George Washington's birthday tomorrow. Oh, okay. And and so I was born, and my father always thought it was funny. He wanted to name me George Washington Sims, which uh, he, if, if my, well, and see, back in the day, now I'm sure it wasn't for you, but when I was born, uh-huh. there was a thing called a waiting room, and, and all the guys, all the fathers sat in a waiting room, and, and they even smoked. They had cigars and stuff, which was weird. You know, you think about smoking in a hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then the nurse would come out and say, oh, congratulations, it's a boy, it's a girl, you know, that kind of thing. Well, when I was born... They thought um, you were a girl. Tell me that. No. <laughs> Sorry. Although they didn't do any of that stuff where this reveal party and one oh, of the, yeah, yeah. the gender, yeah. all that crap. No, none of that stuff happened. But the uh, so my, my dad saw me and then he went home because there was nobody watching my other brothers and sisters. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and then when he walked in, he's, you know, of course they said, you know, what is it, a boy or a girl? And my dad said, and then he had indicated, he goes, I think we're going to name him George, and it would be kind of fun for George Washington. And my sister said, no, you can't do that to that kid. And she mentioned, <laughs> uh, yeah, 
she said, well, how about Gregory? And my father liked it and went to the hospital, you know, later on whenever. And my mom liked it. So that's so basically my sister named me. But thank goodness, because I have enough yeah. Georges in my life. My dad's George. My brother's George. My aunt is George Ann. Yeah, okay. there's enough Georges yeah. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I always thought that. And of course, that's the, a the cool joke, story. Yeah. Yeah. My father's like, uh, we'll make a fighter out of him because everyone's going to make fun of him. We'll turn him into, you know, have to beat oh, him a boy named Sue. Beat up. Yeah. Johnny yeah. Cash. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, my God. But yeah, so that's so I guess uh, being in politics and being, you know, born on George Washington's birthday kind of uh, is su- suiting, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's. But awesome. yeah, that's. Uh, I, so you I got don't... big plans then? Nope, no. Nope, is your wife in town, or is she she's still flying? She's uh, she comes home tomorrow. Yeah, she's out. That's why I, I don't know how she got a hold. Well, not, well, I, you know what? She called and I said I was on the radio show. And that's how she must have uh, gotten you thinking. Uh. Yeah, I know that's how it works. But no, uh, I'll, some of the kids at, at at the school had talked about bringing in some uh, donuts or something, and I'm like, no, I, uh, it's it's not a big deal. No, today's it, Fat Tuesday. You can't hit that tomorrow. Tomorrow you got to fast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know how teachers are. You put anything in front of them and they'll eat it. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> but but yeah. So it's uh yeah it's kind of cool, and that's and, and the other thing too that we're talking about for President's Day. You know, the country should really and now now work this one through here. The country should move President's Day to one week prior. Why? Keep it on that Monday, because uh-huh. you know why. No. What What is the week before? What is the Monday before? Because this is the. I don't uh, know when President's Day was until yeah, pres- it comes. <laughs> well, it's a tw- it was a twentieth, right? So the thirteenth. So if you went back to the thirteenth, the Super Bowl is on the twelfth. Oh, to have it off! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah! You brought I, you brought that up See? last show or two shows ago. I think See, it's a great yeah. idea. But see now this this changes instead of moving the Super Bowl, just move the presidents because this President's Day is not on any president's birthday. It's George Washington's birthday is is the twenty second. Lincoln's is uh, what the twelfth, the twelfth something like that, February twelfth. So where we have it is not on any president's birthday. So what does it matter if it's a week before or a week after? Well, that makes so a why lot not, of sense. Yeah. yeah, why not move it? To you know, one week back. So now, the nation, for the most part, has that day off, or you know, a lot of businesses get that day off. So now it's not going to be a least productive Monday of the year. It's going to be a day off, so people can actually yeah. use it to to reflect on the best president in their lives or whatever it is. You know, you mean recover from their hangover? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that too. <laughs> Does anybody celebrate President's Day besides teachers? I think you guys are the only ones that do, Greg. No. No, it's, so, it's so funny you said that because the first thing uh, my I've got a history class that seems to you know all they want to do is ask all these questions, and as soon as the bell rang, they go, "Okay, so what did you do for President's Day yesterday?" I go, "Huh?" I said, "Well, I had a meeting in the morning, and then I had a meeting in the afternoon, and did some work." So uh, no, I didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, nothing like for presidents and stuff. And they all yeah, yeah. Because what I what I always do is whenever there's a holiday coming, an American holiday, I should say, uh, for history class, we will, I'll show it. You know, like we'll 
it maybe be a two or three minute bite from the History Channel, and sometimes it'll be a little bit longer, but to, so the kids understand, you know, why we're ha- why is this a holiday to be celebrated in America? You know, why did the 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 legislature and, and the Congress feel it's so important that they're going to dedicate this day off for this person or this event? What's the answer for President's Day? Because I really don't get it. Like I get well, it, like we honor our presidents, but why do they get their own day, and why do we get yeah. time off for it? <laughs> well, many many years ago, they paid homage to George Washington. Okay, and and then as as the year started going on, uh, Lincoln came into being, and they said, "Wow, we we need to do." And they both happened to be born in February, so then they made it. It was first Washington's birthday, oh, and, and a, okay. And in a lot of places, it still is considered Washington's birthday, you know, celebration. And then some places were using Lincoln as it, and then it got to the point where they said, you know. It's kind of ridiculous to, to go one or two when we've got all these other presidents, so let's just make it a generic President's <laughs> okay. Day. And that's where it came out. But you don't hear about anyone having celebrations in regards to parades no, and stuff. Yeah. And, There's no uh, grilling going on. No. So it, it, that's why you know you sit back and you go, maybe maybe there should be some kind of a, a push. And maybe February is a bad, you know, it's cold outside, so who's going to have a parade in the cold weather? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And or or if they did, who would attend it? You know, especially if it's a blizzard outside. I don't even uh, want to go drinking this weekend, let alone to a parade in the cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so that's but that that's something too. It's uh, and with a, unfortunately nowadays with a lot of holidays, you know, there's not much going on. It's just a just a day off, and sometimes people don't even realize what, like you said, you know, what do you do on a President's Day? What do you do on a like a Labor Day, you know, years ago it was, you know, you had that day off and you had picnics and a lot of the unions would have a big picnic and stuff for their people and or companies would have, uh, you know, a big picnic for their their employees and stuff. But nowadays you don't hear any of that. It's it's it used to. Well, and I say used to be because when I was in Chicago this past week, they were talking about how it's tragic that the schools are, are now starting uh, in August. You know, the public schools used to be. The day after Labor Day yeah. was when they started school. That was the last day off, and then you knew that summer is officially over. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to this picnic or having this barbecue, and then school starts tomorrow. Well, now with school start, all it is you go to school for a couple of weeks, and then you get another day off. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. we just we just got off of three months, and now you know we we have a day. Off. So maybe, well, I don't know. I, I I would like to say that things should change or things should be adjusted you know more modern but good luck with that with these i i can't imagine congress wanting to even remotely tackle these these things even though you know no, but they're great be. concerns and there's what i like is you're presenting a problem or what we see as an issue but you're also present, presenting a solution to that you know mm-hmm. and if you want to make this uh more beneficial to more people it makes sense to do it the day after super or move the super bowl a week later like come on well, that was the other thing too. You know, if they if they increase their because what do they have seventeen games now? They had sixteen, so if eventually if they go to eighteen games, and who knows if they will, then I guess that would push it back another week, or they start a week earlier. You know, I guess they could yeah. do that. Uh, but it's yeah, these are these are things that can easily be solved if people want to do it, and and that's where the the notion I guess where the you know are you a politician? You know, what is your what is your goal? Is to try and help solve some 
things or or you know what or maybe even do a thing where you start asking people in the communities like hey would it be a big deal if it was moved up a week you know you might find that there's a lot of resistance out there you know maybe some southern states or maybe some western states you know do a lot of stuff on the president's day where it is and yeah and they be. don't want to move you know but i just know around here you know we don't do much uh I don't. Did you do anything, or did you had a work? No, I was mad. The bank was closed. I was like, "Why is the bank closed today? What the heck?" No, I don't get all these sweet government holidays that everybody else gets. I get five holidays a year, the five big ones, you know. Well, you're a truck driver. What are you supposed to do? You know, I mean, you got to right. That that product's got to move from point A to point B, or people get upset. Well, if you guys would slow down eating, we wouldn't have to move. No, no, I move. I mainly move car parts and auto parts. Hmm. Well, if, if the car if the cars were made with more quality, then you wouldn't need all those parts. Yeah, I See, remember so. two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, and GM what they did. <laughs> oh, yeah. When the economy was crashing, they put out some cruddy cars. But that's why you know when we see. Our business slow down. I mean, we'll see a drastic slowdown. That's how we know the economy is usually in trouble is we, we can see it before the regular market reacts because obviously they're not shipping as many parts. They're not building as many cars. They'll slow down. And that, what's yeah. cool, too, is that out of a recession, which we've gone through a couple, you know, um, we'll be the first ones out. So we're usually booming and everyone says, oh, the economy's dead. And I'm like, holy cow, just wait. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. Well, and, and it's funny because you're right. There are certain industries where they see it. Um, the housing industry, you know, there's some people. If, hey, if some of their sales are down for their lumber yeah. and stuff, they know they know something's looming. Or you know, I mean, it's you can find out any information about what where we're headed by just looking in the right places. You know, the mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. consumer price index. You know, are are people hurting for money? Well, what is the, the you know what are people not buying anymore? Yeah. Or or you know what are they buying? Are they buying more of a generic kind of brand of stuff versus the the name brand stuff that's, that's a good point yeah that's a you good know? point and and our you know our movie sales down because people don't think it's worth it or they don't have the money you know or mm-hmm. are the are the movies i mean you think about it how many times can you rehash a, a romeo and juliet themed movie <laughs> you know? apparently lots of times because oh, it keeps happening <laughs> <laughs> It's like holy cow, you know. But but maybe that's what it is. Is people just don't want to go to the movies as as much because it's it's not as entertaining. Or you know, or now with all this streaming stuff, uh, you know, are, are they are they killing themselves at the movie theaters because they're they're the same company has got five streaming networks going? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Or you pay twenty dollars to stream it now and it's still in the theaters. You're like, oh, well, why go to the theater? You know, I'll save a bunch of money. Exactly. So it's, it's, yeah, where are we headed and what are we doing? You know, those are always things that uh, have to be thought about. And and then, too, you know, how do we deal with it as, you know, like, again, with with our council and stuff, we're all about the fiscal responsibility of it. Do we we need to implement some kind of a tax? Well, I, I would hope not. Like the... I was somewhere this past week, and they're Greg. You cannot it. end our show. We've got a minute thirty. You cannot stop oh. talking about implementing a tax and leave it at no, that. We no, are no, not no. implementing taxes. Oh. We're not talking no. about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm against all my, that. You should have seen my eyes light up. I was like, oh goodness. 
No, 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 no. It, it's just stuff like that where you go, you know, what what is appropriate, what's not appropriate. Right, you're right. And by gauging the economy and stuff, that can help us make uh, good decisions or help any political entity make good decisions. So hopefully good decisions. Amen. But anyways, Amen. that's a whole story for a whole other day. Uh, I can't and we'll be back to talk been. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this has been WVLP 103.1 FM, Porter County Buzz. Uh, one of your co-hosts, Greg Sims. The other one, Andy Bozak. And we've been sponsored today by the Independent Order of Oddfellows, Chequit Lodge Number 56, good old downtown Valparaiso. And they're celebrating 175 years of being in Valparaiso this wow, year. So uh, awesome. we congratulate and them. It's, and it's Greg's birthday. You think he's 175? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Sorry>. whatever. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Have a great day. Uh, you guys take care. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>